and welcome to another episode of Under the Cardboard Box Podcast. This is episode 46. We're here in Soundproof Studios in New York City. My name's Arnaldo. This is Jairo Martinez. How's it going, guys? How you guys doing out today? I'm glad that we are here. We're a week Later, we decided to take a little break. Yeah. Uh, I was at retreat. You were at some type of tournament, right? The BJJ tournament. Did you manage to go? No, I didn't manage to go, but um, I still had a lot to do this weekend. Yes, yes. Heidel is a very busy man here at Soundproof Studios and at his new job. Uh, That's so right. We are so happy that he's uh, he's working again, you know, and I bet his wife is too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> She's not listening. Um, she does not listen to this show. <laughs> Let me but she does that. support us on Patreon, which is great. Yeah, she does. Which means she does. you support us on Patreon. That's right. We both so, do. So, uh, yep, we're paying our own salaries here, guys. $2 a month. Yes, there out. we go. But I if actually got the message this morning, too. <laughs> the <laughs> email. Well, that they deposited our money into our accounts? No, no, no. The, they took money from my account. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, take it away, put it right back. Hey, yeah, what what can you do? That's that's what it is. But Heidel, it's been two weeks, man. It has been two weeks, yeah. I've been seeing the statistics on our uh, Podomatic, and uh, people have been downloading our other episodes. Um, yeah, they have. Don't know why they're still downloading episode one. Guys, by by all means, please stay just away from it. take it out. I should have I, stayed. We, we should, but then that wouldn't be fair to the fans. Would it? It's not no, fair it to us, mean- but the fans come first. Yeah, yeah. But I think that with episode one, like people just hear that episode and then like base it off that. Please listen to our latest episodes. Um, one, I am embarrassed by the amount of ums and likes I do, but also the quality. You know, I'm a huge stickler stickler with a quality but so. it allows the people to see where we came from yeah it allows we, the we people grew. to see we grew where, a lot. where we we're did. here now but but before we go on rambling right gen snake <laughs> we've got some news we've got some news um that we didn't uh we weren't able to catch up on the week so you'll be glad to know uh we've got some metal gear survive images we've got Metal Gear Solid 2 is now available on a new platform. Death Stranding will not divide players between winners and losers. Don't know what that means. New range of Kojima project uh, productions items coming soon. Number of new of own nuclear warheads. Metal Gear Solid movie. Uh, I guess Kojima and Konami's comments on the split. Uh, oh, September 1st, uh, nuclear warheads. So maybe I'll just go with that instead of the other one. Metal Gear Survive to be playable at Tokyo Game Show. And uh, the first four figures unveil first items in their Metal Gear Solid line. So, without further ado, we've kept these people waiting enough, Heidel. Let's do this. The CB News. All right. This is our Metal Gear News section brought to you by Metal Gear Informer, where we get all of our news from. First four figure unveils first item in their Metal Gear Solid line, an impressive MGS-1 Solid Snake statue. This is the first news we have today. It's a high-end collectible figure company. Uh, First four figures recently announced a partnership with Konami for a line of Metal Gear Solid collectibles. Today, the company revealed the first of the items they've been working on, a rather large resin figure of Solid Snake during the Shadow Moses incident based on the Legacy Collection from 2013. The statue shows Snake sneaking behind a crumbled concrete wall holding a silenced pistol. Um, There will be several different versions available, and the exclusive version, a two-week pre-order period, priced at $524? 
Oh my goodness. I didn't see that one coming. Anyway, the head can be swapped from a normal one to a head wearing night vision goggles, which can also light up. It also comes with an additional ammo box that can be placed on the floor where it will rotate just like they do in the game. The regular edition is the same price at $524.99. Okay. This version doesn't include the second head and rotating ammo box. Uh, The stealth camouflage edition uh, with a three-day pre-order period priced at the same price, $524.99. A special edition that will be available for just three days also comes with two heads, but the night vision goggles don't light up and the rotating ammo box. Um... So the Twin Snakes Combo Edition is priced at $949.99. This package deal called the Twin Snakes Combo Edition containing both the exclusive version and the Stealth Camouflage Edition. Pre-orders will be open in four days as the countdown timer on the official website shows the statue will ship somewhere next year. Um, Arnaldo, what do you think about this? I think we should move on to the next article. <laughs> Dude, this is very, very expensive. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. All right. So next piece of news. Can I just go back on this? Or you just hit the uh, back button on the bottom there. There's no back button here on this phone. There is a stop it. See, Ido uh, is an iPhone guy, so he doesn't know how to maneuver yeah. this thing. It's right down there. Swipe down and oh, I gotta swipe up to, to bring it up because it's hidden. That's why it's hidden. Yes, it's hidden. You know, it's hidden. Uh let's see. So the next one is Metal Gear Survive to be playable at Tokyo Game Show. So I know you guys have been waiting yeah. for this. Um apparently we we're getting some good reviews where we thought we would be getting some messed up reviews. So we've got uh Konami has announced that their plans for the upcoming Tokyo Game Show taking place on September 21st to the 24th. Wow, what the heck is that number? And the lineup includes a playable co-op demo for Metal Gear Survive, a playable version of the console game Metal Gear Survive scheduled for release early 2018 will be on exhibition for the first time in Japan. Metal Gear Solid is a spin-off of Metal Gear Solid 5. We know the whole deal. Um, we would really love to see this. Uh, We've been talking to Konami, and yeah. they've been getting a little friendly with us in terms of this. We hope that maybe we can even uh, get some type of playthrough with this. I don't know if we'll be able to go to Tokyo, but uh, this Probably sounds not. this sounds like you know like it's pretty fun. As far as it's coming out early 2018, I'm surprised that a Metal Gear game is coming out so recently after Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, <laughs> let us yeah. know it under the cardboard box at gmail.com. Or at our uh, Twitter page at UCB Podcast, if uh, you're interested in getting this game. With more news coming out in terms of this game, I'm actually interested in seeing what it will come up with. Um, next on the news, so Metal Gear Solid Two is now available on the Nvidia. 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 Thank you. I knew I. Nvidia. You. Nvidia. That's what I said. Sure. Nvidia. <laughs> Nvidia Shield. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have this. It's an Android platform. Um, and uh, if you do have it, now you, you'll be able to play Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Metal Gear Solid 2 has been literally released on every system that I know <laughs> besides like GameCube or something like that. Um, so 
it seems that it's it's porting over the HD collection and it'll be available on the on the Google Play Store on the Nvidia or whatever Nvidia Nvidia right um it includes hours of gameplay including the full MGS2 Sons of Liberty experience along with all the VR missions so this is substance ah, nice. substance will be the one that is available which is a great one comes with the um more dog tags and also the skateboarding game which was so fun mm-hmm. uh you remember that right uh, and the song be, is awesome too yeah 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 it'll be optimized to exclusively run on shield tv at 60 frames per second at 720p um that's that seems like a pretty good deal for what it is uh, uh i don't have that but i mean if you do let us know what you guys think about that um we've also got some new metal gear survive images i don't know if you were able to cast this maybe we'll put it on ucb podcast have yeah. you seen these i haven't seen it now okay well i mean it, it, it looks like some pretty good stuff some standard stuff um nothing crazy that we haven't seen though um it's looking good man i i really look forward to this game i i want to see what they're building up to maybe maybe we're we're downplaying this whole thing and because of the downplay we're like we're gonna be so surprised by it yeah but on the other spectrum we also have some death stranding news so death stranding will not divide players between winners and losers kojima says in a namacy published on glixel uh sorry a nemesis hey published on Glixo, Kojima talks about how the idea of a game that isn't about fighting and defeating your enemies lead to the original, uh, led to the original Metal Gear in 1987. Different aspects of his anti-war and anti-nuclear messages were explored in the various Metal Gear games, with MGS5 offering players the possibility to choose a nuke-free world. Now, with Death Stranding, Kojima wants to create a new experience that is not about fighting enemies with sticks, uh, weapons, but about ropes, uh, connections, which he means, he means connections. We don't need a game about dividing players between winners and losers, but about creating creations at a different level. Uh, he continues by saying, through my interaction with users following the releases of Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, Metal Gear Solid, and MGS2, I learned something interesting. Why is our world this way? If war and nuclear weapons are atrocities, why do they continue to exist? Younger generations didn't know the answer. He continues by saying, I decided to portray the era that was the cause of this dilemma in MGS3 2004. The game is set in 1964 amidst the US and the Soviet Cold War. Some young some young people aren't even aware that a political state known as the Soviet Union uh Soviet Union once existed. I felt it was my duty to teach them about this past. What caused the US and the Soviet Union allies in World War II to become enemies and build nuclear arsenals against one another? Enemies f- formed from man-made ideologies, good and evil. There is no such thing as an absolute justice or corruption. I wanted to show and have players experience the fates and thoughts of characters who are controlled by changing status of good and evil across eras. This is why I made Big Boss the evil enemy of the right and just. Solid Snake in Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2, the hero of the story, I wanted players to experience what it is like to be called evil just as Christopher Nolan did shortly after in Dark Knight uh, 2008, in which Batman, the symbol of justice, 
takes upon the mantle of villain for the sake of Gotham City. MGS Peace Walker 2010 is set in Costa Rica, 1974. Here, I want the players to think about what armed forces and nuclear armaments armaments mean in country that has no military. If nuclear weapons have the power to destroy the world, then why is having them a a deterrent in the end of the story the hero snake chooses to keep nuclear weapons at his mother base for this very reason in mgs5 ground zeros 2014 the mother base built in peace walker is destroyed by an enemy force imbuing the player with a sense of loss and desire for revenge a relentless enemy leaves the player with nowhere to run and they are dawn into inescapable conflict the continuation, MGS5 The Phantom Pain, is the execution of that revenge. Players gathering gather a fighting force and resource to build up an army and secure nuclear weapons as a protection. As the player progresses through the game, they feel their desire for revenge and their sense of justice that has been a common thread through the series began to waver. Additionally, the online game mode offers players the choice to disarm their nuclear arsenal with the goal of completely ridding the game world of nuclear weapons. As far as I know, this goal hasn't been achieved yet. But if we can't disarm ourselves in the real world, at least the fictional game world offers mankind the creators of nuclear weapons and unparalleled experience of making the conscious choice to create a nuclear-free world. Though, this experience players will come to understand that it is it really means to take a stand against war and nuclear weapons. Players feel the need to acquire nuclear weapons, but then players across the globe choose to disarm themselves. This experience and its process is the chief aim of Metal Gear. Uh, this last part goes into saying, ever since the announcement of Death Stranding, Kojima has mentioned the story, The Rope by Kobo Abe, a Kobo Abe as a source of inspiration in which two humankind's oldest tools, the stick meant to keep evil away and the rope meant to bring that, which is a good closer, play a role. Kojima uh, relates this to how video games work as well. Uh, he goes on and saying a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm just going to read the last part of it, which says... 55 years have passed since the creation of early video game, Space War. But video games are still primarily players with with sticks fighting each other. They cannot break the curse or using of using sticks to keep evil away or defeating enemies. I want to change this. It's time for humankind to take the rope in hand. We are ready for a game not based on competition, but on the rope that will bring good to the player and make connections. We don't need a game about dividing players between winners and losers but about creating connections at a different level. My current project, Death Stranding, aims to fulfill this goal. It's been roughly 120 years since the advent of movies and 59 for video games. We are still awash in a flood of games where defeating enemies is the focus. It's time for video games to achieve their Dunkirk, their The Great great Escape. We need a game that mountains the essence of fun, unique, to the medium, but also offers a completely new type of experience. What's more, the interactive nature of video games means that this experience will be even deeper than movies or other media could hope for. At the very least, this is what I believe, and I won't run from the challenge. Um, so, I mean, that's that's pretty much what he's talking about. It's pretty cool that he's you know he's taking this kind of like good and evil aspect of it and running with it. Um, I'm very interested in to see what it is that he's really talking about because I'm pretty sure everyone in there is confused. But 
needless to say, I am excited about it. I want to know what um, this kind of good and evil plays into the, the game of Death Stranding and how can we use things not such as weapons, but sticks, how he puts it. Uh, how do you feel about that, Arnaldo? I just, I don't know, man. It's it's almost like the Mayweather-McGregor fight. I mean, there was a lot of trash talking during the entire thing, and then when everything was over, they were all friendly and stuff like that. It's kind of like planning to hype up the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, the I fight have, was great. I thought the fight was really good. Yeah, but, it? but it wasn't, you get me, like the rivalry between them wasn't, you know, at the end, it like diminished. It was like totally gone. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like during the fight, you didn't see the aggression that that we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is, is like this game is being hyped up to a point where it's just like we haven't seen anything, though, you know? Yeah. So let's, you know, I want less talking and more show. No, of course. I, I think I I agree with you for sure. I am excited, though, to see what it is that he's going to bring to the table just from him, you know, speaking about the sticks and all this. Um, I can kind of see where he's going. I see that. But um. I cannot wait to see gameplay for it because that's that's when we'll truly know that's what, I'm what the heck this game is for about. For instance, look look you know? at look at um as many people as hated uh survive. Yeah. Look at that, right? People have actually been able to play it. We've seen gameplay, we kinda know a story, and people are liking what they see. You get it? We have something concrete. But with Death Stranding it's like talk here, talk there, talk here, talk there. This is my vision. This is my vision. You know, and it's like, okay, give us something that we can tangibly like hold on to. You know, that's that's yeah. pretty much where my gripe is coming from. It's like, totally. this, is, this is your ideology. This is your, your goal. This is your thing. Haven't seen anything yet. Just those two trailers. So it's like, I'm keeping my comments reserved. Until I see something that presents this, because if it's anything like, you know, what can be hyped up and stuff like that, and then it doesn't deliver, I don't want to be one of those people that are let down by it, but kind of expected it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. No, those are good words. Uh, For real. Thank you. So next piece of news is new range of Kojima production items coming soon to insert coin. So if you didn't know, uh, Insert Coin is this kind of like nerdy, all about, um, some of them are games, some of them are not. It's mostly nerd culture, just apparel, um, different like, um, I guess like set pieces, like little chains and stuff like that. Um, I have something from Insert Coin. I bought the, uh, um, the jacket, the Metal Gear jacket, 1987 um, jacket from them. Pretty cool. So, Insercoin, a manufacturer of video games, inspired clothing and accessories, like I was just saying, has announced that they will have a special new Kojima Productions range. Further details haven't been announced other than the fact that the new items are coming soon. Previously, Insercoin produced several Metal Gear-inspired clothes and patches. Kojima Productions, uh, here in the bottom it says, Kojima Productions, coming soon. We are proud to announce we're working on a special new range of official collection, and it's coming soon. And Kojima Productions tweeted, we are doing things with insert coin tees. Uh, looking forward to it. And then they tag um, the website here. Uh, yeah, how do you feel about this, Arnaldo? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it comes with the territory. It does. It's just, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's expected. Um, people are already dressing up as the mascot for Kojima Productions. So. Yeah. And we don't even know who that guy is. You know, it would be funny. I was talking to a friend 
and he said, man, they're doing, so, oh, we, we spoke about this, the insert coin thing and like all the stuff that Kojima is doing for it and like all the hype and people are wearing this. It will suck if the game like tanked, you know, like if it was just like, that's man, what I'm saying. Tanked. That's why I don't want to, you know? I don't want to be hyped about it. Yeah. That's why I'm saying like what I'm saying, like until I see something, I'm just going to keep my observations in terms of the game to myself because yeah. all it is is talk right now. Well, for me also, it's, I want to keep my expectations really, really low because Likewise. yeah, we're on the um, same page for Metal Gear Solid five. I think my hype was pretty high and then I was, I was, I was let down a lot, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, for, for, for this instance. Yeah. I think also just keeping your expectations, um, really low because you just never know. You know, I know it's Hiro Kojima and everything, but, um, yeah, it's a it's a doozy. Okay, yeah, man. All we can do is hope. Let us know what you guys think under the cardboard box at gmail dot com. Uh, so, Metal Gear movie director Jordan Roberts, his comments on Konami and Kojima's split. So, apparently, the movie is still in its early stages of production, um, but Jordan is about to hire a new writer, who is also a Metal Gear fan. Why we didn't get a call? No idea. No one knows. <laughs> We're about to hire a new writer on Metal Gear. It's probably the most complicated uh, property on the planet. The reason people love the franchise, uh, that the franchises are, well, you need to run towards those reasons as opposed to away from them. The most beautiful thing for me, and that's, I guess, Jordan speaking, the past few months is that Kong's been a success critically and commercially. And that gave me an incredible amount of freedom to go to Sony and our producers and say, we live in a world that's post Dreadpool and post Logan with a success of Kong that obviously breeds a bit more trust so that I can say, let's make a Kojima version of this, the version that commits to the weird and strange and isn't necessarily what you think a big blockbuster franchise could be. Apparently the movie is currently being rewritten by Volge Roberts. Um, because I'm sorry, because Volge Roberts didn't like the direction in which the script was heading. We'd love to know where the script was heading. Yeah. Um, I was able to go to them and say, Let's stop where we are. This is uh, Robert saying this because I think we're heading down a direction that doesn't fully capture why people love this game. What's Kojima's voice is what Kojima's voice is. Why people who have played this game for decades love it. Why people who have never played this game will love it. I was able to say, let's really think about whether we're making the truest, most balls to the wall Metal Gear version of this, the most Kojima version of this. Okay, it's uh, it's it seems like he's uh, yeah, he's trying to really make a no, that's that's good fan service game. I don't know how you're gonna balance it between fans and non fans. That's gonna be pretty difficult to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially if you have people like Sony who are on top, who I'm pretty sure wants to say, okay, how are we gonna make money? You know, and that's the fact that these producers and directors, that's what they have to face. You know, they have to face crowd service and, you know, having to please them, 
but also having to please um, the funders who are the people putting the money in and saying, okay, is this going to sell? Um, I'd say, and this is just a suggestion, go with the fan service um, because the fans will bring in the money. There is a ton of fans uh, that are Metal Gear fans. And if this movie is, is very good, and it comes out and like fans are like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Then you got that. And no one really cares about people who don't know the Metal Gear, who knows Metal Gear because the fans will and they will pay for it. And that's where the money will come in. Right. I mean, he, he finds himself in a in a curious position because he's working on a franchise that is owned by Konami. Yeah. But wanted to stay respectful to Kojima's vision at the same time. Very hard place he's in. Yes. Um, he says technically it's Konami's property. He told Eurogamer, I will always be making this movie to interpret the service, the world that Kojima made. Um, he apparently knows Kojima. They, they were colleagues for some time or they. Well, they know, had the interview friends. together. Remember? Yes, 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 yes. I, I, there's a picture here with them. Um, he says, I have not dealt with Konami at all. So it's kind of like. Hmm, that's that's curious, weird. right? How do you yeah. make a movie and you haven't dealt with Konami at all? Like, how do you get the rights to that? Yeah, I hope that doesn't get canned because <laughs> knowing how Konami is about people using their their stuff, um, you know, they take they take it away. So yeah, I wonder how that's working out. Well, I mean, you can catch the entire interview on this article at MetalGearInformer dot com. So I mean, I won't go through all of it because it's. He tends to speak a lot. Uh, I notice he speaks about Kong a lot. Like, yeah, that's movie. The movie I've never seen the movie, though. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty okay, good. Okay, so, I mean, if you tell me it's pretty good, then... Yeah, he directed that movie. I believe you. Um, and finally, for you guys, number of own nuclear warheads, uh, September 1st update. So, right off the press. Yeah, it's right today. off the press. That's so if today. You guys, and yeah. Kojima was talking about that. There you go. So, as of now, every system has gone down. That's great. Congrats. So PS- I want to say that that's a little due to us, but you know, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. Right? We won't, we won't uh, toot our own horns there, but uh, <laughs> um, PS4 went down by 14. So they're at 1855. PS3 is at 25. They went down by 25. So they're at 882. Xbox One went down by eight. They're at 205. We are almost there, Xbox. Almost. Almost. Xbox 360 went down by four. They're at 378. And Steam went down by 16. They're at 9,864. Guys, we are almost there. Let's make this a nuke-free world. Yeah. For those of you that just wanted to get the the achievement or the trophy for the nuke, that's it. You got it. Now disarm it. Disarm that bad boy. Yeah. I mean, listen, guys. Let's do this together. Let's actually Together. make a difference. This is what this is what you know UCBP is all about. And what Kojima was just saying. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is all our dream. Now, uh, in terms of um, our our Twitter, we actually have 343 followers as of now, which is great, guys. Please feel free to follow us there if you love MGS and uh, feel free to share the news with someone else. GMP is still low, guys. We are still supporting ourselves, and uh, we really appreciate if you would help us in this endeavor. It's not cheap to make all this stuff, so please consider donating to us on our Patreon. And as far as it goes, man, 
uh, our YouTube is at 130 subscribers, guys. So if uh, if you love our content, please feel free to subscribe there. Your subscription does help and your like does help on the videos. Yeah. Um, again. Uh, uh, so yeah, just mentioning on that. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Uh, something to celebrate on the YouTube. Yes, we do have 130 subscribers, but we just reached 5,000 views for Ooh. our YouTube. So that's all thanks to you guys. Thank yeah. you for that. We do not... Um, want you guys to think that we are overlooking the progress that we've made thus far uh but we want to keep expanding we want to keep moving uh again you can catch all the information we've talked about on metalgearinformer.com the codec conversation so we've decided to do something a little different given the spirit of uh the boxing match that we had yeah conor mcgregor versus Money Mayweather. Yes. Which we'll talk a little more about at the end of the episode. Yeah, we will. So stay tuned, audio version. Yes. Because that's not why you're here. You're here to talk about Metal Gear. And the versus, uh, the fight that we have today is one that Haido and I constantly argue about. Oh, yeah. And... There'll be more versus battles. Let us know what you think at underthecardboardbox at gmail.com to see what you kind of like feel about these things. And uh, we'd also love to know your thoughts. So for this round, we have Big Boss versus Solid Snake. Now, I know what you're thinking. Solid Snake already won twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a rule for this one. So right, right, right. But the things that we're looking at is one plot armor, because obviously Solid Snake had to win in order to progress in the game, progress in the game (laughs) or else there would be a time paradox. Yeah. And two, we're considering that Big Boss was at a disadvantage. So we want to level the playing field. All right. And um, so we're going to give our reasons uh, on why each person can uh beat the other if it was if it was that and of course like i said it there I, I don't think i did say it but the rule is they're in their prime so for solid snake it would be from part one or rather metal gear all the way up to metal gear solid two yeah for a big boss it would be from um metal three. gear solid three all the way to uh what call it phantom pain that's kind of like their prime if you want to go for it. Um, but yeah, here we go. So, Heidel, would you like to state your reasons first? So, uh, we constantly argue about this too. Um, but state, state your side. State who you're voting for. So, I'm voting for Solid Snake. Um, reasons why I think he's more agile. I think he has a lot more... Um, techniques in his ability to fight, not only hand-to-hand combat, but also uh, in weaponry. You can see it a lot in Metal Gear Solid 1 because it's theatrical and it's, you know, all these things. But also because um, I just feel like he has uh, a lot more to offer in base of, like, techniques. So, Solid Snake. Okay. So... So basically, the reason I I'm picking the the you know big boss in terms of raw um, technique, raw uh, ability, um, 
Big Boss developed CQC with the boss and was pretty mastered at it, but you know, in the beginning of the virtuous mission. Um, Big Boss has been fighting longer than Solid Snake if we look at their careers. Um, and I believe that Big Boss, uh, holds more of a tactical advantage, um, when it comes to fighting and also when it comes to weaponry. I believe Big Boss is more of a fanatic of weaponry. Also, uh, don't know how this falls into it, but it can. His hunting skills it, are much greater than Solid Snakes. Um, so, Given given your, should I go first in terms of the first reason in terms yeah, of Yeah, go ahead. So we've got Big Boss who also, quote unquote, trained Solid Snake. Trained, right? And, you know, of course, we know that Snake was literally trained to be a fighting machine. While Big Boss, Big Boss kind of developed this with the boss for 10 years, Right. I know that that Solid Snake didn't train with Big Boss for 10 years. No. And he is basically, if if um, the boss is considered like the mother of CQC, then Big Boss would be the father of CQC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my first defense. Um, the only advantage I can see that, that Solid Snake has over Big Boss would be the, the, the eye patch. Yeah. Um. In terms of, I think, hand-to-hand combat, yes, I may have to give it to Solid uh, to Big Boss just because he does have that. Um, he has more weight on on Solid Snake. Uh, Big Boss is a little bit more like not chunkier, but he's just more. He's built bigger. Stocky. Yes. He's a little stocky, right? Um, and he could use that to his advantage. I think he has a lot more judo in his arsenal. Uh, you could see a lot of major hip throws that he does, especially in Peace Walker. He does all these sorts of hip throws um and even also, impossible and, ones and yeah even <laughs> impossible ones so he can grab you from way back there bring you in and just eat on tsunagi um but in terms of certain hand-to-hand combat uh i think that you know honestly he when he's in a situation like let's say in in metal gear solid um i remember when he you know he had all the soldiers like pointed you remember when he had you know he mm-hmm. hooked the the gun and everything yeah yeah yeah. i think he's just more creative in that way like obviously it's over the top but we are using canon things and over the top is canon right so i just think that uh solid snake will find a way to maneuver through um his techniques uh yes uh big boss does have a solid foundation in his technique he does have a very good ground game you can tell and a, and a top game as well from, you know, throwing you. But I think that Solid Snake can weather the storm and eventually come up with a creative way into uh, switching over and kind of, you know, maybe making some agile like throw or even a, a flying triangle or arm bar. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him, you know, in his prime, of course, um, you know, hooking the leg and kind of going for uh, for flying triangle or something. Um Although for this battle specifically in hand to hand, I may have to give it to uh, Big Boss in terms of just um, he has a more solid foundation than than Solid Snake. Right. Well, I mean, I, we can combat that whole um, that whole uh, soldier thing because mm-hmm. if you remember, how many soldiers held him up? 
Would you say it was four? Four, yeah, it was like four, four of them, yeah. right? Yeah. Now remember in part three, yeah, when he was, was surrounded by, by Ocelot eight, yeah. unit, and, and then and eight stuff. of them, right? Was it? It was. Eight? It was about. Yeah, it was a pretty good number. Well, in that one, you control. You no, know, no, no, no. Before that, but yeah, he throws the whole. Them, yeah, yeah. The whole thing where he fight where he fights Ocelot and everything. Yeah. Where where um, you know, Ocelot jams his gun. Ah uh, yes, yeah. And then he takes yeah. Ocelot first, right? And they come up to him and they're trying to like yeah, yeah. get him. Like he took them all out. You know, Solid Snake yeah. pretty much had them like when Solid Snake did it, he had them at a standstill. And the way is like, if you're gonna shoot, you're gonna I'm not gonna go down without a fight. Yeah. While while Big Boss well, Big Boss put them knocked them all out. Well, and that's what I was saying was he has more of a solid foundation. Like Solid Snake brought out in Twin Snake in, in Metagross Solid One, he brought out something like, yes. If you shoot me, you're going down as well, kind of thing, you know. But mm-hmm. it's also like, wow, he's here. But it's also in a creative way. For Big Boss, all he used, he didn't have to use his weapons at all. All he used was his his hands and you know his legs, obviously his hips and all that. I'll say one shot. He used one shot. When when he was knocking all of them down, he did shoot one of the guards. He shot them in the arm, and uh, then they yeah, were like yep, they were straggling yep. and stuff like that while he was knocking everyone else down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was also the last one standing. That soldier. So he yeah. just fainted. After so he just a while. fainted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's uh it's it's one of those things. It's like when you look at it, it's like Snake is is definitely more agile with his legs. You can tell that. Like Snake is the kind of guy who will roundhouse kick you, and you know that's it. Yeah. Now where it comes to it, it's like I think you and I can both agree all fights get to the ground. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. You know what I'm saying? And it's like if we look at the ability that that Snake always had now. Not counting that he would fight as an old man in part four. But if we take that ability that he had in part four, mm-hmm. right? He's always had that ability, yeah. right? Um, so let's say that he he's had some pretty good training in terms of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'll give him that. But it, is it as polished as Big Boss? Because he hasn't used it for years. Part four was the first time he started to use it, quote unquote, because it was out of respect for a big boss. Yeah, that was a lousy excuse. Yeah, though. right. So that means throughout that entire time, he was using CQB. Right. Close quarters battling, which is what he does always, which is the chokehold, the toss, and then the, you know, the three-piece combo. Yep. You know? So it's like big boss never stopped using CQC. Yeah, no, he trained all his soldiers in it. He was constantly using it. He was... He felt like when you're this close to someone, you know, uh, like face to face, I kind of like arm's length. You don't have to use your weapons at all. You just go for it. And, you know, there's a takedown. You'd rather take him down. Rather take. Yeah. And which is the logical thing to do if you're if you're close to someone, especially if you're fighting. You know, they tell you, like, if, you know, you see fighters do this kind of like they're um, reaching towards you, you know, kind of measuring measuring you. And that's just to see if you're at kicks length. Uh, legs length or arm length so with snake i think he'd rather kind of back up more and then shoot a little or or kick you or something you know so um yeah he does have that that huge advantage where if you're close to him you're getting taken down right well i mean i i've said it there was a reason like in part one if you notice when you're first fighting big boss the first big boss venom snake apparently right you use a ranged weapon you know what I mean? Like you use a, a, a missile guided, a man guided missile 
to kill like the Nikita kind of thing. Uh, I guess so. I guess that's what it is in part in Metal Gear. And it's like maybe some part of some part of Solid Snake knows I can't go toe to toe with this man. Yeah. On a CQC battle. Yeah, I think some part does not. He does know that. Yeah. You know, and so that's why I was just kind of like, you know, maybe, maybe and even in part two, like you've never the only person you fight hand to hand is Gray uh, Fox. Gray Fox. Yep. And that's because you're you're about at an equal level. That's what he feels. Or he gave you no choice, rather. You had no choice but to fight him hand to hand. You know? Um But given given that, it's like I feel like maybe Solid Snake has a bigger arsenal in terms of um the martial arts he might know. Yeah. You know, like he'll add that spin kick, he'll add he's very, you know, he can lift his leg. Yeah, he's like, agile, yeah. He's I don't think very, Big Boss can probably kick that high. Um, I think Solid Snake can, you know, I think he's just more leaner to do stuff like that. I think Big Boss has grounded himself so much that, and also it makes sense because a lot of wrestlers and a lot of judo people, they don't, they won't throw a high kick because they're afraid to get taken down. That's, you're more prone to get, you're more prone to be taken down that way. If you do a high kick or whatever, you know, you'll get, you'll get taken down. So maybe for Big Boss, he feels like doing those flashy kicks and all that stuff is more prone to for him to be taken down. Right. And given that he's um, Solid Snake is better at multiple martial arts. Yeah. Um, wouldn't you say that one who has mastered one would be more of a of a deadlier challenge? Oh, yeah. Like, man. Yeah. There, there's an old saying from a Japanese. I think um, the, the man who created Shotokan is... Uh, fear the man who practices uh, one punch to uh, kill you than the man who practices multiple, you know, and that's only because, you know, obviously there's in, in the real life, you know, now, like, look at Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. If they step in the octagon, we know who's winning that battle, right? Because there's just so much more that you can get uh, thrown in. But in an instance where it's like, I have this one punch, and I know how to use it. You know, it's like, man, if you get him, like he's down. In Solid Snake's turn, like, hey, Big Boss can take a punch. You know, Big Boss can take this. Who knows if, if you know, the way that um, when they fight or if they fight, you know, obviously is like in hand in hand. If Big Boss takes you down, like you're probably going to be flat down and you're going to probably going to be hurt. Especially that, that knockout punch that he does. Oh yeah, Part that five. haymaker. Yeah, that just <laughs> just straight clotheslines your face. <laughs> it takes <laughs> you, know? you down. It takes you down. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that that's that's a well assessment. Um, but we do have to give an edge also to to Solid Snake because he does know a lot more martial arts, um, and he's he's I think he's he's a bit smarter in his approach uh, towards his enemies, um, and you can kind of see that in in. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 when he's, you know, he's he's more, he's not like methodical, but he's a little bit more ahead than his enemies when he's fighting in that close proximity. Uh, I say so is Big Boss, but I say that because Solid Snake has so much in his arsenal, he's like, oh, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. So, what do you think? Uh, it, it, in, the, in the tactical sense, uh, I dare say that, that Solid Snake might have more options i think um, so too where it's like 
it's like, okay, he can do this if he wanted to, or he yeah. can do this if yeah. he wanted to. And I think part five allowed us to kind of explore that um, different approaches to going in. You get it? Yeah. Like there's, you don't always like in part five, there's, there's not many people you fight hand to hand. I think liquid's the only one you fight hand to hand in part five, like as a boss. Quote in unquote. part five. Yeah. In part five. You, do you remember yeah. any boss or any main person who you fight hand to hand? Um, well, you could, you could fight uh liquid with a guns in five. You could, but he doesn't have a gun. Hmm. He's yeah. just running around. Yeah, right? yeah. He's just running around, and that's that's pretty much it. And you're just putting him in his place. You're just knocking down. Oh, this, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Striking right. down yeah, yeah. this little boy. Yeah, no. Times. You're just like, and then <laughs> like, he wakes up and then goes back. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just stands up. Yeah. Um. You know what? What really showcased Solid Snake's skill was the end of Part Four, uh, Which where part? you fight Ocelot. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That you literally course, yeah. fight them with all the CQC arsenal that you have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think also the ending of part one, that's a hand-to-hand, man-to-man combat. Yeah. I but think that was really well done, too. It only distributes the combo he has. You're just punching, punching, uh, yeah, kicking. Yeah, and then kick. Right. You know, in, in part four, it was like you get to do different CQC moves and maneuver it in, in whatever way you see fit, you know? And even when you do a combo... On um, on Ocelot as you're fighting, he does do two high kicks. That's right. Yeah, you're like yeah, punch, One, punch, boom, kick, boom. kick. You know, and, and he can still get it up there at that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still which is which is impressive. But if we we're, we're talking about their prime here, but I mean, if if we go to that level, we can also say, okay, fine, um, Venom Snake or Big Boss at their age at that time, then versus Solid Snake at that age at that time. You know, and I still. I still personally, if it wasn't because of plot armor, um, I still think Big Boss will take it only because I see him as the only, you know, I see him as someone who, man, to to take this guy down, you really, you know, you've got to try. And he was, uh, you know, in, in my opinion, it was kind of unfair um, in Solid Snake's win in the beginning because we're talking about a younger. This is this is my main argument. The reason Solid Snake won is because it's a younger version, healthier, full of strength, full of energy, no missing eye, is going against an older, slower, less healthy, given the years and tobacco use and all that stuff, <laughs> um, and visually impaired. Yeah. So it's that's what I always tell you. I'm like, imagine an, an, a younger version of yourself you know with your abilities faced you no i i totally get that i do but we're talking about their primes and you know and being that they're the same or around the same age or whatever yeah obviously the only reason why he won could have been that but i feel like that even in in big boss's prime solid snake was specifically made out of the best parts of big boss so the best combats the best, um, you know, vision, the best, like, awareness is inside of Solid Snake. He is the weapon that Big Boss has. Forget about the compassion, the love, and all the feelings that um, Big Boss has. You know, I think we explore that a lot more with Big Boss in regards to, yeah, because Solid Snake 
may not have all that stuff. Although, you know, you could kind of see with Mero and, and Otacon and stuff. But in regards to who uh, Solid Snake is in Los, in Los Infantes Terrible project is this is the best parts of Big Boss. And in that aspect, I feel like we kind of explore that in four where, yeah, look at all the CQC stuff that he's doing to uh, Asla at that age, right? That accelerated age is about the same age as how, you know, Big Boss would be or whatever in a in an older age or whatever. So it it's that, right? It's just a very old age and he could still kick that high and he could still kind of, you know, work his magic with CQC or whatever. I say personally, if it's a CQC close quarters judo combat kind of thing, um, I don't think Solid Snake has a chance. But I think that if it's hand to hand, like maybe kicks and punches thrown in there, um, kind of mixed martial arts, I say Solid Snake just takes the cake just because he has so much more um, in his arsenal. He has a lot more to offer. But also because I think that Solid Snake's thinking and the way he approaches battles, um, it's like, I feel like he's just so much more steps ahead. Big Boss kind of waits for you to come to him. You know, he kind of waits. You can kind of see that from um, in, in Metal Gear Solid 3, you know, where he uses the enemy's um, body and movements to maneuver them out of the way, which is CQC, right? But I think Solid Snake is, he approaches it by like, yeah, he could wait, but also he attacks and he goes for the offense where he knows like, okay, he's going to throw a punch. All right, I'm going to duck under this, maybe take him down, do double kicks, um, a lot of stuff like that. I just I just feel he has he has a lot more to offer. Right. Well, let's 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 look at one part where he was uh, manufactured. Solid Snake is known to be the inferior one. Um, Mm -hmm. Liquid was the superior one. Right. Uh, Ocelot even claims that at the end is like, yeah, he thought he was the inferior one as well. Liquid thought he was the inferior one when really he was the superior. Yeah. So it's like, how did Solid Snake win if indeed Liquid had all the superior genes from Big Boss? And of course, the answer is clear. It's the plot. He has yeah, yeah. to win. He has to win. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an obvious one. You know but, what I mean? But also, you're just saying that. I mean, it just shows that solid snake can weather the storm even in that right even if liquid has the best parts of big boss even then right he still managed to defeat liquid still in a hand-to-hand combat still Mm -hmm. managed to defeat him so again but what really did kill liquid it wasn't snake beating him because the reason snake beat him was because he uppercut him off a metal gear. <laughs> off of, but I'm saying he still bested him in that. You know, he still bested him in a hand-to-hand combat. Obviously for plot points, but I mean the plot is what we have with the cannon, and that's you know, that's I all mean we have. he survived that drop somehow. Somehow he survived, but it's what a video really game. killed liquid was Fox Die. Uh, yeah, no, of because course. Because yeah, even yeah. when everything happened and he drove them off and whatever the case may be. And he finally got out of the car. I know we're, we're going off somewhere else, but yeah, he had a gun towards them and he was about to kill them. Liquid <laughs> was about to kill Meryl yeah. and, and Solid Snakes. Snake. Yep. And then Fox die. Fox it's die, just yeah. no explanation. Fox die. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. RKO. RKO out of, Fox die. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. No, but, but yeah, no, I totally understand that. But I think that was just obviously for, you know, sh- shenanigans. Point is, he didn't, he didn't like beat yeah, him. But, 
No, I totally, <laughs> I totally understand. But for me, I feel like that he still bested him in a hand-to-hand combat. Like, he still lost that. If it was, let's say, if it was a UFC fight, right? And we're like, all right, um, this guy versus this guy. That guy's not going to kill him in the ring or whatever, you know, but he's still bested him. I know, him. but he's if still, anyone uppercuts you, know. you off the octagon, you automatically win. <laughs> we get it. No yeah, one's right, uppercutting but, anyone off but I'm the saying, octagon. Like, but I'm saying if this was a fight, yeah, maybe if it was a fight to the death, like, sure, whatever. But this was a fight, right? And and yeah, Solid Snake was trying to go for the for the kill. And I think in some part, he didn't really want to kill his brother. In some oh, part, I, I believe he did. I, I believe don't know. He, I, I believe I, he was like, "I'm going to kill you." <laughs> I, I think I've killed my dad. That's a, that's a different you. debate. That's a different <laughs> debate. But but no, it's um, it, and he still bested him. Like even after the cuts, you know, they're both going dung and then dung and then boom, and they're going back and forth, back and forth, and they do the whole anime climactic double punch to the uh, to the face. But then like you know, Snake comes back and he he's already ahead of him, and he's like, okay. Right, he's gonna punch me here, but I'm gonna uppercut him, uppercut him right here, and just, uh, <laughs> you know, and they're really corny. Right. But I mean, it was awesome, and I feel like that if he goes up, up against Big Boss, like Big Boss, Big Boss won't see that coming. You know, Big Boss, like honestly, Snake surprised me in Metal Gear Solid Four when he was doing all these CQC moves. Like, where was it in Part One and Part Two? <laughs> you know, I mean, or in the other games. You know, so it's like, who knows what else Snake has? Obviously, we could only work with what we've seen in the games and canon stuff. So we can't assume that, you know, Big Boss can do all these things and Solid Snake can do all these things. But I wouldn't put it past Solid Snake in his prime that he could do a backflip wheelbarrow into this because, I mean, look at him with the missile and this. He did a whole backflip or whatever. Okay, but let, you know, let, let's so, stick to what's real, okay? Uh, we, you cannot hop off a missile. You just can't do that. But it's canon. It's canon. It's Metal Gear canon. <laughs> it's, yeah. Raw that's, ability. That's all, that's all we have. That's all I, we have. I honestly, I, I have to say this. I think Big Boss would see it coming. And I think, uh, it's like Big Boss is the bare essential. You know what I mean? While Solid Snake is eccentric and he, he can move and flip and do all these stuff. While, while, while Big Boss is grounded. Grounded. Like, here I am. And, and like I said, and, and you know this, every fight winds up on the floor, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You know, in order for it not to wind up on the floor, they would have to keep getting up. But Big Boss's thing is to get you on the ground. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, I haven't really seen Big Boss's, like, jujitsu though. Uh, Brazilian jujitsu, So, like, ground game. Right. It, we're, I don't think that's ever, that has never been explored. You see no. it more in, in Solid Snake in part four, where he's on the ground. Well, they, they only do like a strike. Like he'll strike him on the ground and let him get up. You know, yeah, kind of yeah, deal. yeah. Um, but in Solid Snake's case, on the ground, um, we've only seen Solid Snake on the ground like do some stuff in part four. Am I, am I wrong on that? Yeah, I think no, he like had him in a triangle choke or in a lock or something. No, what was it? What no, was no, it? None, none of that. Um, it was on the ground, though. They were fighting on the ground. No, he, he puts him on the ground and then you're able to like punch him while he's on the ground. But he lets him get up. You know what I mean? He let... Um, it's kind of like one it was of a cutscene. Could have been a cut one scene. of those fair fights. I I can't remember the cutscene you're you're mentioning, but I know it it emphasized a lot on Snake CQC, um, in terms of that. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I think Big Boss would just he would be ready for such a thing, and especially with such a long career and dealing with many soldiers who have probably tried to put him to the test. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why I believe, hey, man, like when it comes to this, like if you're going to fight him hand to hand, you're gonna have to look for another way. 
That's why Snake needed to, you know, and I know that Big Boss realized when his old age, he cannot probably keep up with Solid Snake in terms of energy, so he started shooting at him. While Solid Snake, in part one, had a man-controlled missile, part two, freaking burned him to death with a lighter <laughs> yeah. and some hairspray or yeah. something like that, which I don't know how you keep all that stuff around, but that's here, Man. neither here or there, right? Um, Heidel, I think it's been a... a yeah, good, that's awesome. I think it's been a good one, right? Yeah, I think we're going to let the, the, the fans decide um, the clear winner. We actually got some messages. We sent some yeah, messages on, on Twitter. Um, you know, some people, some people will actually agree with you, and they said that they believe that... Um, he said, this is what one of them said. Uh, this is at... Uh, Kizau, I hope I'm saying that right. K, yeah. one of our greatest fans. Yes, yes. He said CQC only question mark Big Boss, right? And then I said explain further, right? I asked him to kind of emphasize, and he says, and he emphasized. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, he's like, this is kind of complicated, right? Like, I I'm not sure whether or not who will win and what the case may be. Um, let's see. Let me see this right here, but I can't answer you on more than less words given that he's from brazil there might be some language barrier um he says uh let me see if i can see i will try to send you a rendition uh big boss would win any type of combat against solid snake uh so it's a, he's this is what he said solid snake is driven by his emotions big boss has control over his um look at that I didn't know how the battle against Liquid would turn out. Uh, so I guess he goes into a few things. Basically, what he's saying is that, you know, Big Boss is more centered uh, and concentrated on battle while uh, Solid Snake is driven by more motion. But it's funny because then we get from Metal Gear Informer. Yes, we do talk to them. They're pretty cool. They say that Solid Snake would win um, because he's got less emotion to get in the way. <laughs> So, so different I mean, opinions. Yeah, Everybody, different opinions, yeah. different points it's of views. It's awesome. But I mean, let me just settle this right now. It was Solid Snake who told Big Boss the first time he said, I'm not like you. I love life. So there goes the whole emotion thing. Okay. <laughs> so let's just crush it like that. Um and yeah, and we even ran a poll, man. We ran a poll stating yes, we did. what you know, whether or not you think that Big Boss or Solid Snake would win in their prime. And we actually have the results right here. Oh, you're right here. here it is. So the winner was Big Boss. Just let me just put it out there like that. <laughs> um, but uh, a few of you voted and the score was 25 to 75. So 25% of you thought Solid Snake would win. 75% of you guys thought Big Boss would win. Not even close. We would still love to know more of your opinion. Send it in. Set. Actually, let us know if you want us to do more verses and uh, analysis and kind of see like really what what it will go. Um, yeah, I heard a, a lot about like Sniper Wolf versus the end and like similarities and stuff like that. So that's a good one. Let yeah, us know if you one. want us to do that one. Yeah. Uh, as far as it goes, we'll let you guys decide what you think it is. Uh, but thanks for joining us for this one. If you love our content, please feel free to subscribe to our channel. Hit that like button. It helps us out. And if you want to hear the full episode, you can always get us in your podcast services. Who's that? The trivia time. 
where Heidel's worst moments are revealed because he just hates this time. <laughs> they should just be like, man, this guy doesn't know anything about Metal Gear. Which is not true. <laughs> it's not true. It's, not, it's true. not true. I will vouch for that, okay? Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Heidel and I were neck and neck in high school, middle school, and uh, even now. We know? tried, you know? And it's funny because I, um, I had many people uh, after middle school because we were only together... Uh, in school during middle school we still obviously kept in contact but um fortunately yeah uh but everyone else was like i'm the biggest metal gear fan and i was like here we go my challenge <laughs> my time so this i remember <laughs> i remember angel the first per my first victim was angel who's our unofficial cameraman if you don't know uh good show um so he was just like yeah no i know i know a lot about metal gear and right there it was like slink I was like, here we go. And we locked eyes and was just like, oh, really? So who was it that? And I just remember just asking him questions and all of that stuff. So pretty fun times. Pretty fun times. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's always good. I, I've, I've actually enjoyed how many people we've been able to touch because of this game. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. Let's get into the trivia. Let's do it. So the line is. They're armed with AK-47s. And grenades. Um, okay, the only time I remember AK-47s are in Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty. Um, sheesh. Okay, um, man, I'm going to take a limb here, but I'm going to say Snake telling Raiden. Right before, um, you know, he dresses up as one of the soldiers in Manhattan or off the shore of Manhattan or whatever. <laughs> in the in the uh, plant, the plant. Yeah. You know, <laughs> man, I thought you were going to get it. I thought you were going to get it. Sounds so familiar. But too. they use AK-74Us in Metal Gear Solid 2. That's right. Yeah. This is actually from Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, man. The During the virtuous know. mission. When Snake is observing the soldiers, uh, he yeah. tells Major yeah, Tom, yeah. he says, they're armed with AK-47s and grenades. Yeah. Dang. I thought as soon as you said, the only time I remember AK-47s, I was like, ah, I was cheering. I was like, you got it, you got it. And then you said it. And then I said, uh, like, right. I said <laughs> <laughs> um, Please let us know what you guys think at under the cardboard box at gmail.com. Um, we love doing these things. We love having fun with each other. Yeah. Um, and we love that you guys would join us. Heidel, we are at the end of our show. That's it. This is it. This is the end of episode 46. You reminded me that in four more episodes, four more weeks from now. One more month. One more month. We will have our 50th under the cardboard box episode. Man. What a ride it has been. And we'll talk a lot more once when 50 comes. We want some ideas for our yeah. future episodes. We do. We haven't forgotten about possible series spinoffs. Um, yeah. Right now we're at like a dry spell because we're just like, what could actually be a game versus <laughs> yeah. what could be a DLC? Of course. Um, we got a couple of messages about that. People wanted to know what it would be like to be the bad guy and liquid and stuff like that. But it's a lot more trivial than that. It's a lot more complicated if i may say so we can't just throw in a game and then this is what happens you know yeah um it has to make sense and it has to sell <laughs> yes that too so so guys uh be patient with us and uh i i hope we can stick around for the ride heidel yeah any plans for the week 
Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, so yes, I'm planning to get away with the wife and uh, probably go somewhere, maybe upstate, and just get away for a bit. That's good, man. That's what good. about what about you? Me? Uh, well, I was uh, invited to go to a few places. Don't know if I want to go to any of them because you know I just prefer to stay home. My vacation will be ending on uh, Monday. Nice. Go back to work on Tuesday. Uh, but I really enjoyed going to uh, the retreat um, that I had. The youth retreat was for four days, uh, which I had the great honor of being the MC for. So I pretty much led the entire thing, which was uh, for me uh, a great honor <laughs> being that I've been to these retreats like 10 times. Yeah. And um, it was you, good, man. You've probably passed more times than I have been to the, the retreats now. Maybe. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but it, I will always love Camp of the Woods. Uh, if you look at our video for this episode, you'll see I'm wearing the uh, the shirt um, from Camp of the Woods. Uh, the theme was Surrender, and I'm just looking forward to um, relaxing for these next three days. Uh, by the time you guys get this, it will be past Labor Day. So, yep. I mean, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you think about the fight? The fight? Um... I thought McGregor brought it. You yeah. know what I mean? First few rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw at the end of it, he was just getting knocked around. Um, yeah. And he even said he would prefer that the the ref let him be knocked down. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this isn't UFC. So yeah, yeah. It's like... It, I think it was a good stoppage, too, from the referee's part. I think that was a good... You thought, good you thought the referee was fair, though? Yeah, I think he was fair. Also, because uh, Connor threw a lot of... Um, Rabbit punches, like kind of like hammer fists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that he like he would wrap around and try to like hit him over the yeah, head. Yeah. It's like I'm like you're not in the octagon. Well, also you can't even do that in the octagon, which is funny. You can't hit in the back of the head in the octagon I've, either. Maybe he wasn't hitting him as hard. It was just like a taunt. Yeah, it was. Well, he well he said was he was trying to take the gloves away and then hit him out out. So he was trying to get the gloves out so he can hit him. But you can't um, do that in boxing. Can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. In boxing. So I mean, overall, what did you think of the fight? I thought it was great. I thought it lived up to the hype. I loved the beginning of the fight. It was like, man, he brought it on. Um, I hosted like 30 people at my house. Uh, it was great. So when they came out, I had the Philips Hue um, going on and I put the lights and everything. So no one no one noticed, but I put the Irish flag for Connor when he was coming out. I, so I put like yellow, white, um, green colors. So for the lights and it was like flashing. They were like, yeah, oh, this is crazy. Um, and then um, I put for Con- uh, for Floyd, I put like just a, a bunch of different colors and stuff. So that was pretty cool. It just added to the effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you were trying to be a good host. Yeah, yeah. Just trying. Um, it was fun, man. I, I love the fight. It was great. I don't enjoy boxing as much, but um, this was a good fight. I think this was a lot better than Pacquiao and Mayweather, which was a little bit lackluster. Uh, I think this one was really, really good. I liked it a lot. I don't follow fights at all. I think you know that about me. Yeah, no, I know you don't. But I mean, but when I heard this story, you know, I had to immediately go for the underdog. Yeah, you know, I was Connor. rooting for Connor. I I yeah, really was. Here, I was here. really hoping they would. He would give him that one knockout punch. I know. I know. It was it like was it would have like, made uh, history. Yeah. But it ended the way that it did, and I was kind of like, oh, well. Yeah. We both know they're both winners at the end of the day. I mean. Because they got that, that paycheck. paycheck. Did they? Um, yeah, man. Also, man, but there, there's also some negative to it, man. Uh, on the other side, uh, the hurricane in Texas. Yeah. Still praying for those guys. I'm hoping uh, we can help out somehow. So, I mean, my prayers are going out to them. 
Um, yeah, let's m- maybe add the link to help donate over there to uh, to Houston. They're going through a lot right now. Yeah, um, let's open our doors right away. Not let's uh, open not our wait, wallets. Not <laughs> and our wallets. Let's not wait a few days and then go on CNN and say, "Hey, you know, it was a mistake." Let's just do it now. Right, 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 right. They need us more than ever, guys. Um, other than that, man, I'm looking forward to the next episode only because I get to hang out with you guys and uh, you, Heidel. So other than that, anything else? Um, that's it. Uh, what about you, man? Any any new news that uh-huh. maybe you uh, want to share? Nope, not at all. So <laughs> that being said, guys, we are getting out of here. I am late for Bible study. Yeah. Uh, already told my that. crew. Yep. Um, my name's Arnoldo. And I'm Heido. We want to wish you a happy Labor Day. And yes, I have a girlfriend. And that's our show.